You can find the reading on page 1071, 1071 in the Green Bibles. It's Romans chapter 8, and I'm going to read verses 9 to 17. Romans chapter 8, verses 9 to 17. You, however, are not controlled by the sinful nature, but are in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves, so you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Great, Trevor, thank you very much. Now, uh, I'd love you just to have that open, page 1071. Uh, you might just want to sort of skim through that again, just to refresh. It's quite a thick um, and, and, and sort of dense theology going on there. Uh, and um, I'm not going to directly unpack that passage, but um, hopefully allude to what Paul is talking about there in what I'm going to set up. So just while I'm getting things ready, uh, just have a little skim through that again. Just to say, I think I might need a volunteer or two as well, just to help me out. Maybe someone who's quite good at cooking. There we go. This could be a sermon like no other sermon you've ever experienced. Because today is Trinity Sunday. It's when the worldwide church recognizes and uh, celebrates the fact that God is, as the stuffy theologians put it, one substance in three persons. It doesn't sound particularly appealing, does it really? You know, God is a substance. I kind of think that's something I want to sort of you know, wash my hands of. 
One substance, three persons. God is one in three. He's totally one, one God, but we also understand him as three persons. How do we get our heads around that? That just, that just doesn't seem to make sense. And I, I know a number of people who say, you know, they, they encounter the, the doctrine or the teaching of the Trinity, and, and, and Trinity just comes, a lot of Latin in the service, Trinitas, which just is Latin for threeness. Uh, and it was the Christian attempt to try and have a word that encapsulates the fact that God is one and three. So Trinitas, Trinity, threeness. Um, how do we get our heads around that? Would someone like to give me some help? Yeah, perfect, perfect. You were doing the action so well earlier on. I don't know your name, sorry. What's your name? Amelia. Amelia, brilliant. Can you, I tell you what, if I get this down here, in here, Amelia, just turn so everyone can see you. In here, what have I got in this glass here? Uh, ice. Ice. Yeah, do you want to hold that? Hold that. And actually, do you want to pour some of the ice cubes into my pot? Wonderful. Should you put them all in? Excellent. Like that. Okay. And then, shall I take that glass from you? I'm going to put that there. Now, Mila, you'd be really clever if you could tell me what the chemical formula for ice is. That's a bit of a hard question, isn't it? Do you know? Who, who would you like? Actually, you can point to someone who has to answer that question. That's what I'm going to ask you to do now. Who would you like to answer that question? Someone like Trevor, for example. Good point at Trevor. Or D, because D pointed at Trevor as well. <laughs> yeah, we could shot D. Okay, Trevor, do, do, can we, have we got a formula for ice? H2O. Brilliant. Now, I'll tell you what, Amelia, around here, just uh, what I'm going to do is just turn that on. Ooh, there we are. We've got that. Now, what I'd like you to do, Amelia, do you mind just sort of standing here? And every now and then, it'll be perfectly okay just to lift that lid up. Can you see? You know, maybe we need. Let's get a. I know. Hang on a sec. Let's get a chair. Here we are. And let me just to, to keep an eye on. So if I pop this, just by, just where you're standing there. Is that right? And then if you step on, can you stand on that chair? That's it. And then just carefully, if you just touch just that that lid there, that's it. And you can pick it up. What's going on? They are moving around, aren't they? Yeah, and what's actually happening to the ice? It's turning into water. Brilliant. Just just pop that on um, on again. Keep the lid on. So we'll, yeah. Now, do you know what the chemical formula for water is? It's a very difficult question. Do you want to point? You can point to someone else. Or you, or you do know? No. Okay. Well, we're gonna, let's see if we can find out. Let's see if there's someone else who knows. Someone like... Who's that? The guy who did the reading, the, who did the prayers, uh, yeah. called Ed with the with the funny hair. Yeah, yeah. Ed, it definitely. <laughs> Amelia, Amelia was, Amelia was definitely pointing at you. Ed, there's no use you trying to turn around like that, just because Fleur's a teacher. H2O, yeah, same formula, but it might be. How are we doing? So shall I lift it up? Would you, do you want to lift it up? Oh. What's happened to the ice? It's really melting, isn't it? Yeah, I'll tell you what, we'll just leave that on for a little bit more. Are you happy standing there? Yeah. And you just keep an eye, make sure. I should say, by the way, the far exits. <laughs> no, we'll be fine, we'll be fine, because we've got Amelia in charge. Um, tell you what, there's a little 
See that little gap there? If you, when you start to see something coming out of that gap, will you just interrupt me if I'm talking? Interrupt me and let me know. What do you think might come out of that? Light smoke, yeah. Steam, steam, yeah, steam. I knew you knew that. Brilliant. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, just, uh, we'll just wait on that. Uh, see, the idea of three in one is really oh, rubbish. But actually, Trinity, three in one, it's all around us. Um, Amelia, you can, point, you can either answer this question yourself, or you can point to someone you'd like to answer it, okay? Here comes the question. Ready? What's one times one times one? That would be one plus one plus one, which would be, that would be quite right. You can see if anyone can just show up some others. Come on. Who's that? Oh, Jamie. He won't know the answer. <laughs> Lizzie, Lizzie, next to him is quite intelligent. Yeah, Lizzie. What's one times one times one? Brilliant. You were, going to, you were going to say that when you just, yeah, yeah, one. So there's three in one. Let's think about our bodies. Just while, well, let's have a little, no, before we do that, let's have a little look in here. Oh, what's happening? Um, it's all melting it's bubbling. It's bubbling, isn't it? Yeah, and when water bubbles, what does that usually mean? Um, we it's know. getting really hot. It's getting really hot, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. What can we see? Steam coming out. I'll tell you what I'm going to do now, the final thing, just so that we can actually, because it's difficult to see steam. So look, I've got a bit of plastic here. If I hold it over the top, can you tell me, can you tell me what's, oh, I'm melting the thing. <laughs> Is that going to condense? I'm going to melt the plastic. But what's that there? Can you see? Is that wet? Yeah. Yeah. What's, what do you think that shows? I'm going to just turn this off now. I'll tell you, that's the, that's the steam cooling down back into water again. So we, can, so we can see the steam is there. Now, final question. What's the chemical formula for steam? Can you guess? If ice was H2O and water was H2O. Or you can point to someone, if you like, around here. Who would you like to point to? Is that D? D. Do you know what the chemical formula for steam is? If, if ice was H2O and water was H2O and we're thinking about three in one. <laughs> yeah, H2O. It's the same substance in there. Look, it's, oh, look, it's gone all still again, isn't it? Back into water. But can you see the steam? Yeah, did you see it come up, Felix? There. So the steam and the water, and that was ice. If it was cold enough, and sometimes in November in this church it is cold enough, then... <laughs> that water would go back into ice. It would always H2O, but in three different forms. Hmm. So Trinity, hey, let's give, Amelia's been fantastic. Let's give her a big hand. Thank you so much. So not so weird to have three in one. I was going to say, if we think about our bodies, uh, I've got uh, skin and bone, I've got a soul, my emotions, my mind, my will. I've got a spirit, three distinct elements of me, but I don't ever think of them sort of teased out necessarily. They're just me, three in one. And the early church quickly recalibrated its understanding from a Jewish mindset that there's just God, 
Yahweh when they had to engage with Jesus. Because Jesus they recognized as a man who they could touch and hug and who cried and was hungry and slept just like you and I. But his teaching, the things he said, the claims that he made, and the very fact that having died, God raised him to new life. Final proof that Jesus, a man, was also fully divine. And the, these early Christians were, were frying their heads, really, in working out that God was God and he was found in Jesus. And as we celebrated last week at Pentecost when the Spirit came and the early Christians encountered God in an experienced way. Do you remember the inner reality and an outward sign at Pentecost and the early church born in a way that human ingenuity simply could not match. And they recognized that God existed. God was real. God was living in them by his Spirit. And so in this letter, very briefly, look at in verses 9 to 11. Look at the way in which Paul, and this is quite early on, the, the, the council that met to crystallize and confirm the understanding of Trinity didn't meet for another four centuries. And yet, within a generation, Paul is talking about, in verses 9 to 11, he talks about the um, Spirit of God and the Spirit of Christ. He talks about God living in you and Christ living in you by the Spirit. He understands that God and Christ and Spirit, in one sense, are one and the same thing. They all have different roles in salvation, in, in bringing us into new relationship with God. But they're, they're distinct. They're unique. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's that which we celebrate and recognize on Trinity Sunday. What does Trinity look like? What does an understanding of God as one in three mean to us today? With this I finish. Imagine, boys and girls, that your teacher at school had written a special play. That in her or his mind was how this play would look and act out. Imagine, boys and girls, if just with your class your teacher shared the play, showed you the script, invited you to play different parts. And you as a class were going to act that out to the rest of your school. Imagine if you then, acting out the play, as the play took place and was rolled out scene by scene, act by act, in front of the school. Imagine if more and more of the children watching the play engaged with it. They, they related to the parts that you were playing, such that they actually wanted almost to, to join in themselves. Imagine if your teacher had been so clever as to create a definite ending for the play, but to leave the final act unwritten. That as you and your classmates act out the play, you actually invite boys and girls from the gathered assembly, from the audience, to come and join in. As they, as they feel their way in the play, as they recognize what was in the mind of your teacher, as they see it fleshed out in the actors and actresses that you've become, they join in and they begin to take the very essence and story of the play and bring it to its conclusion. That 
is what is happening with Trinity. Just to link it to our vision, little vision talks a few weeks ago. God, the playwright, has this amazing picture in his mind. This, this extraordinary play that he wants to roll out through the ages of human history such that he can involve as many actors and actresses as possible. He's shown us what the play looks like in Jesus. And Jesus has come to live the play of God, if you like, to demonstrate the life of God. And the Spirit is the one who invites us, as initially as non-participating audience, as spectators, if you like, the Spirit comes and invites us into the play to play our part in the story of God so that God the playwright through the principal actor invites each of us by his spirit to play our part. Now all analogies kind of fall short when human beings try to describe God that in some senses is beyond their understanding. But hopefully that's some way, it's a little sort of insight into who Trinity is, who God is, Father, Son, Holy Spirit and how Trinity impacts our lives today. The person of the Spirit living in us, calling us to unite with Jesus in living out the play of the Father in this world. So that God's big picture of love and joy and peace, of healing and reconciliation, of all the good things that are right in the essence of God's character are rolled out across our neighborhoods, our city, our world. There's no greater privilege than to be called by the Spirit to take part in the great play of God and work and live alongside the person of Jesus Christ. So Trinity, in practice, working through our world and our lives today. Let's just have a moment or two of quiet. Just to reflect on how it is that we come to know God. Maybe that um, there are one or two of us here, we're not sure whether we do know God, such that we know we've been invited to play our part in his play. Wherever that might be, in our schools or colleges, in the world of finance, in the service sectors, in the world of consulting, banking, mediation, in our schools and hospitals. An opportunity maybe just to allow God to invite you by his spirit, his life stirring in you, to call you to get to know Jesus, who is the way to the Father, that we can live for him and worship him and make him look good. by way of a prayer that song we sang earlier Lord God we want to see your son Jesus lifted high like a banner across the skies that everyone would see him and know that he is the way to heaven and spirit we invite you now to continue your work in our hearts and minds of drawing us into the father's love for the son that we might know who we are and what you're calling us to do 
as we live our lives for you. In Jesus' name, amen. We come now to um, our final song, or hymn, if I can get the musicians back. That'd be great. Uh, we're going to take an offering as part of our worship, a kind of response to God, uh, as we recognize all that he gives us. But please, if you're a visitor here, uh, please don't feel obliged to give. Just, it's uh, absolutely no problem at all to pass the bag along um, as it comes around. Uh, we've loved having you with us, so please don't feel obliged. But if you're a regular here, then do please, and a taxpayer, then, uh, if you want to make your gift tax-efficient, then please do make use of the envelopes in the new holders on the pews in front of you. Uh, and uh, we'll take up an offering as we sing our final song together. Oh, 
please remain standing to receive our offering and give thanks to God. Thanks, Val. Heavenly Father, we acknowledge that all things come from you. Everything that we have and possess is yours. And these gifts and offerings just a sign of our gratitude. We give them back to you as a deliberate act of worship and of obedience. Father, please take these offerings and use them. Help us to use them wisely so that others may come to be drawn into your love and in relationship with you. We ask this for Jesus' sake. Amen. Please sit, O'Neill, for a prayer of blessing.